0: And now, Fastened Like Nails with Dr. Mark Hamby.
1: Well, everyone, today we've got a special guest here at Fastened Like Nails. And Molly, I'm going to let you introduce him. And then oh, exciting. I'm going to give an introduction.
2: Well, uh, yeah, we're really excited to have Phil Lawler in the studio with us. And you've been here for a couple of years. Actually, when I was a student, you were mm-hmm. a teacher that second semester. Yep. So that would have been spring of 20. 20- Twenty one or twenty two. Yeah,
1: twenty one
0: I think it was. Yeah. Okay,
1: but when you say Phil Lawler, I mean there are <laughs> some listeners today. Now if you had said Phil Lawler, you know, thirty years ago, twenty five <laughs> years ago, twenty years ago, fifteen years ago. I mean every because that's that generation where mm-hmm. we
2: Who doesn't know Phil Lawler?
1: <laughs> okay, but the same the same listeners to Adventures in Odyssey mm-hmm. are not the same listeners of, you know, thirty years ago.
2: This is true. But
1: I mean, thirty years mm-hmm. ago they were there were kids anywhere from You know, 7 to 18. Okay. So just think about how old they are now, you know? (laughs) Now they... They
0: have have their own kids.
1: And some have
0: grandkids. Some have, you know, well, don't make me that old. (laughs) (laughs) I know a lot of people
2: who still listen to Adventures in Odyssey because they're still going. And that's crazy to me. But yeah, so Phil Lawler is one of the creators of Adventures in Odyssey. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. So we were just talking this morning about how you got started with Focus on the Family. Yeah. And that was fascinating to me. So would you be able to share what we were talking about?
0: Oh, yeah, sure. Uh, I was, uh, I was, uh, I'd gone out to California from my home in Arizona. And uh, I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to act. Yay. (laughs) Who doesn't want to act when they go out to California? And uh, I was always told when I was, uh, I did a lot of theater in Arizona and a lot of people would tell me, you know, you really need to go out be- uh, to California because you have a unique look. Mm. Uh-huh. You have a unique look. And, cool. and so I thought, okay, well, you know, that'd be great. That'd be fantastic because I always wanted to do that. <laughs> I'd done it ever since I was a little kid and all the mm-hmm. way through high school. So uh, we finally went out there and, and uh, got established. And there was a, there was a, um, a casting magazine called Dramalog, Log. Mm. At the time, I don't know if Drama Log still exists, but that's where you'd go to find any kind of um, opportunities for plays or for for movies, little small independent Mm. films, things like that, television shows, things like that. And so uh, you'd see a casting notice, and the casting notice would describe me to a T— Mm. My height, my weight, my hair color, my skin color, my, the shape of my face, my <laughs> eyes, all the whole thing. The whole bit, everything. Crazy. Cast and I'm like, this is me. I got this part. This is it. I'm going mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. And I would walk in, and there were 50 other guys who looked just like me. Oh, no. <laughs> and they all had contacts. They all had people who uh, they knew who could get them the part, and I mm. had nobody. So I, th- I thought, well, okay, I- I'll, you know, I- I'll continue this and see what I can do. Mm-hmm. Got no parts ever wow. from, on anything. Oh man! Started working in the film services industry. I, started, I worked for a film services company, a couple of different companies, and what we did was cut trailers onto films, mm. on the f- feature films and stuff, th- and put chemical processes on film. Nobody even knows what film is anymore. <laughs> but mm-hmm. thirty-five millimeter film would have scratches on it. You'd have you'd have mm-hmm. one side that was the base, and then the other side um, w- w- was where the picture was actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, married to the mm-hmm. base, and it, that would get scratches on it. So um, periodically, you see—if you you can still see it—if you look at old films oh, on yeah. television, oh, you yeah. see mm-hmm. those lines, those that scratches, the scratches that, yeah. and lines huh. that go through. You ever seen about, like, well, we, Mm-mm. yeah, oh, we yeah. we put a chemical process on that that would take those scratches out, so that way oh, wow. the film, the oh, print nice. book, new So I was working with that company for a while, and a friend of mine, a guy who I was working with there, named Wayne Wilson, um, who was a very strong Christian. He was studying to be a minister at that point. Mm. Um, he said uh, have you ever considered writing for the radio <laughs> and i said writing for the radio radio play music <laughs> you know, that, that, that's all that's on the radio who who does that he goes well there's this company called focus on the family and they have a talk radio show and they've been around for a long time and they were advertising for a writer mm. Oh, wow. Really? Okay. Well, that sounds interesting. So I had just finished film school at that point, a couple of years of film school, and had written some scripts. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to—I I turned my attention to writing over acting. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to write more, but of course nobody was buying any scripts of mine either. So, uh, so that was <laughs> that was another big big uh, fiasco on my part. But uh, so I I, uh, I said, well, why not? I, and so I submitted out of the blue, cold, mm-hmm. completely knew nobody. Submitted a script that I had written and. Uh, and lo and behold, I got a call. Were you got married a call at this from time, too? Uh, yeah. yeah oh, I was okay. married. So you're trying to make it me. I was wow. married, and my wife was pregnant. That's and I had crazy. no job. And you're trying to survive. Man. I was, had no job, married, my wife was <laughs> <is> pregnant.
2: <laughs> where were you at with school? where you graduated with school at that and just writing?
0: Yeah. Well, I was trying to do so. I, I had worked uh, at this company for a while, mm-hmm. and uh, through circumstances uh, that I won't go into, I was not, I was not working. I, mm-hmm. I, had no, mm-hmm. I had no job. Now, this is an interesting story, too. A little bit. Well, maybe yeah. interesting. I don't know if it's interesting <laughs> or not. But but it happened to me, so it was mm-hmm. interesting to me. I uh, had gotten out of film school, and I had no job. And um, and I was praying, of course, a lot. Please, mm-hmm. God, help me out. And I got a call from somebody who wanted me to be a camera operator, which I knew how to do, mm. camera operator. For their film, mm-hmm. oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, this is great. <laughs> so he explained what was involved, how much I'd be paid. It was a nice salary, and I, again, I was unemployed, no job, and I was like, oh, this sounds really good. This sounds really, really great. Um, yeah, what's going? Uh, uh, this, this is, this is wonderful. And he said, okay, uh, uh, this is good. You come recommended some friends of our friends of yours who went to film school with you, recommended you. Okay, great. This is, this is, this is so cool. This is wonderful. <laughs> and uh, at the end, right toward the end, he said, um, now. Uh, here's the thing this film is of an adult nature
2: uh, oh no will that
0: be a problem for you uh, <laughs> and I went oh I've got a pregnant wife I've got uh-huh. no job I've got oh God's oh, testing you <laughs> yeah 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 yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean this was a, this is kind of a were, watershed no. moment yes it sure was yeah. wasn't it yeah wow. and so I went okay I'm sorry I can't do that wow I'm sorry I can't do it oh. Phil, you know?
1: Phil I gotta stop for a second you have no idea maybe you do how many young people mm-hmm. have contacted me saying, I just got this new position in Hollywood, mm-hmm. but I've got to do, I've got to use profanity. Yeah. There's some nude scenes yeah. in it. Yeah. And, and mm-hmm. I'll feel almost all but one has gone that direction. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: It's too bad. I, it's, re- it's, well, it's interesting you should say that, too, because uh, a friend of mine who went to film school with me, they mm-hmm. called him next. And he wanted to be a camera operator that's all he wanted to do he didn't mm-hmm. really want to do anything else and he accepted the job and he accepted it because he was in the similar position he needed mm-hmm. the work mm-hmm. and he said it's just temporary the whole yeah. career whole oh, career no. ended up being the same thing yeah whole career those are watershed moments aren't yeah. They? yeah yeah it yeah. really is and it was really too bad it was really a sad situation there's no him.
1: temptation taking you but such as coming common man but God is faithful yep, yep. will mm-hmm. not allow you to be tempted above what you're able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape. And that escape, God always brings something amazingly
0: and, a better. And that mm-hmm. happened in November and December of 85. Mm-hmm. That was around that time. And I said, I can't do it. And I said, okay, God, I'm just going to trust you completely. Mm-hmm. And that's when I got the call from Focus mm-hmm. on the Family. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I and that. I started working <laughs> wow. at Focus on the Family in January of 86. It wasn't even a very long time before I, wow. I was able to start working there. And um, that that. That would ended up being the the start of Adventures in Odyssey, and okay, so
1: you're at Focus, you're going to be writing, but when did you actually when when did the idea of <laughs> Adventures in Odyssey like kickstart? Well, is that? Uh,
0: that the the thing that happened there is uh, I was hired to do drama, so that was one of the reasons that I was mm. hired. They were looking mm-hmm. to start this up, so the impetus of uh, at Focus was um, for for Odyssey. Uh, it wasn't called Odyssey then. They just knew they wanted to do drama. They wanted mm-hmm. to do more dramas. So Steve Harris, who was uh, who hired me, uh, did some dramas that aired on the Focus on the Family broadcast. And they liked them. They got good response from them. And so they hired. They said, let's, let's see if we can investigate this. Now, I didn't know this until years later. But uh, prior to my being hired, uh, I think Bruce Wilkinson, who was in charge of... Um, one of the ministries he was in charge of one of the ministries a uh, big ministry campus crusade for christ oh, yeah. or something like yeah. that yeah he wrote the book um
1: yeah.
0: Jabez. J- 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 jabez yes 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 uh, he was on the program i think it was him he was on the program and he and they were talking he was talking with dr dobson and, and he said uh, uh you know it's not enough for us to k- just decry the popular culture mm. without offering an op- uh, an, awesome. an alternative, that's awesome. excellent. Okay, and yeah. he said, "Focus on the family is uniquely positioned to do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys should be able to do this." And so uh, that was kind of the wellspring, the impetus of yeah. going out, and finding, getting people hired. And so Steve S- put out the word. That was the that was the. the the ad that my friend heard we're Mm -hmm. looking for a writer and he said why don't you submit some stuff to Focus on the Family I had never heard of Focus on the Family I didn't (laughs) didn't listen to Christian Radio at that point and uh, so I said okay well in faith I'll go ahead and do this put it Mm -hmm. out there and then Steve got a hold of it read it and where did Mr. Whitaker come from? Well, okay, so uh, I was at I was at Focus. I was working. I did a lot of writing for various things. So I wrote for the magazine, mm-hmm. I wrote for newsletters, or so did a lot of stuff while I was also working on creating this audio, this radio show, this mm-hmm. this uh, uh, drama. And uh, basically, it was, it was it was Steve and I just started talking about stuff, and and we had the mantle to be able to do it. it you know, said. From Dobson and from God, you guys got to fin- fi- <laughs> well, figure this out. So figure out what you want to do. And so Steve was involved. He was the head of the uh, the um, Special Projects Department of mm-hmm. uh, Broadcasting Division to focus on the family. And so he basically turned to me and said, okay, go do it, and then let's <laughs> talk about it. Wow. And I said, okay. So I went in, and he, he, you know, he would come in and have some ideas here. Why don't you, try, why don't you think about that? And I said, okay. And I think about this, and I think about that, and think about this. Oh, and wow. I really wanted to do a variety show right from the beginning. I always liked the old-fashioned Jack, you know, mm-hmm. Jack Benny mm-hmm. and all the, those kinds of variety shows. But they said, no, let's do something narrative. Steve was like, we really need to do something narrative. Oh, can you imagine narrative? if
2: Adventures and Odyssey was narrative?
0: Uh, well, we do. We do. That's what that is. What we do. We do narrative sh- stories. But we we also I also created later on within the narrative, yeah. of Avengers and Odyssey, like variety shows and stuff like that, things like that. So that's what BTV is and stuff like that. So, so he says. You know, we we wanted we wanted the character. Now, Mr. Whitaker. the The impetus for Mr. Whitaker came from Hal Smith, who played who played Wit. Yeah, he was our first Wit. Well. Um, he had been in the dramas that Steve had done, the in independent okay. little dramas that Steve mm-hmm. had done. And he was a friend of the ministry and he was a he was a he's just a great guy. Hal yeah, was just yeah. a wonderful So Molly Hal was the first Mr. Whitaker. Wonderful. He was the first Mr. Whitaker. Oh, and uh, and then he died and then Paul Herlinger took Aww. his place and then he died and, and so we're on oh, a third man. Mr. Whitaker right now. Um he's the he's the character that never goes away. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's a time lord. He's like <laughs> he, he, He's like Doctor Who, yeah. um, <laughs> so we we thought, okay, well, that's good. We could so he was, wit. I essentially created wit uh, as a as a uh, as, uh, with Hal in mind. Mm-hmm. He was gonna yeah, he was perfect. gonna do that. He was gonna mm-hmm. be that voice and do that, and, 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 mm-hmm. and uh, he was just great. He was just wonderful, and so um, and then and then a lot of what uh, I created as far as wit was concerned, a lot of what I put into him was stuff from my dad. My dad's life and my dad's experience, and so Whit, Whit has the. He was born the same year as my dad. He went mm. to. He went into the navy like my dad. There was a lot of stuff that happened oh, that, was, cool. that was similar to my dad. We do the same thing so, here with Finn. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's 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 got to be that. That's that. Um, I was just telling the students today as I was mm. teaching them is that you know one of the things that we've been talking about is how, where do you get ideas from? Well, mm. you write what you know. Yeah. That's definitely a big thing. You don't that's just awesome. write what you know, mm-hmm. but you write. But that's yeah. part of it. You write what you and know. You were and you're more
1: passionate about the things that are close
0: to you. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And my dad used to tell such great stories. He loved stories, <laughs> and he would tell great stories about growing up and where wow. he was and he grew up in Oklahoma on a farm and then some of the things that happened to him as he was going through life mm-hmm. and it was just like those are great stories they, that needs to be part of something
2: that's probably uh, what inspired you with your love for a story yeah. too oh yeah
0: oh, yeah definitely
1: incredible. Phil definitely. do you remember I, I'm going to say 20 years ago mm-hmm. I contacted
0: you. yeah I do remember that <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about it. every time I get a <laughs> call from you I think about that I'm like, oh, you I wonder if Mark remembers that I wonder if he remembers all that stuff <laughs> Oh. <laughs> uh. It was here's here's the, here's the thing about that, and, and, and you know what? I probably should do this. This is I'm gonna I'm gonna tell her myself here. Hey, so we went we were we no. were trying to do projects together. That was when you guys wanted to start drama. We wanted to start. To you wanted to start drama, we and start I I was lagging crazy. and lagging and lagging. It was totally my fault that I didn't do anything twenty years ago. <laughs> no, but the... lagging behind, lagging behind, and I didn't get back to you. You sent me a box of books, <laughs> and really? the first book, the first book what? that you wanted to do was Teddy's Buttons. Yep. Okay. Wow. That was the first book. So that? I'm like, okay, I'm learning through Teddy's Buttons but you sent me this whole box of books wow. and the hidden hand was the one that I chose no way i wanted to adapt the hidden hand because i thought that's a that's going to be a really good that would be a really good drama oh well then things didn't happen i just it didn't really happen and i got a i got an email from you said could you return those books did i really <laughs> yes no way phil i didn't really do that no I, everybody was listening and i'm listening. like okay I, um, maybe listening. i should i really didn't do that <laughs> <laughs> what it was so, it was oh. so funny oh, i just think you guys were so I just think that you know, I, and I was like, you know, I really should return those books. I have them. I still have the book. I still have the box of books up in the closet of myself. I've, I've moved them from like three three houses now, and then moved them to my new home in Arizona from California. It's awesome. Put, put it's them great. on your mantle. It's great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still got them. They're great. They're all oh, great. I love the books. Cool. And of course, you guys, the printing of you, what you guys do. Okay, so just so people understand
1: awesome. why I contacted you, so. Listening to Adventures in Odyssey, having my children growing up with Odyssey. Yeah. You know, I don't know if you know this, but Lampletter was the second largest distributor of Adventures in Odyssey in the world.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. No, yeah. I didn't know For that.
1: about 10 years. Wow. That was during the time when um, Miller was vice president. Yeah. And then there was a guy named Henry that was there. Yeah. And he was my main contact. And Focus of the Family gave us a substantial discount. And we, that's all we sold pretty much. Dr. Dobson's Dare to Discipline and right. you know a few right. other books. Right. And then... We the only one that was ahead of us was C B D.
0: Okay. And so we yes. were
1: selling like crazy amounts. I mean we bought like tens of thousands of dollars wow. at one time. Wow. And uh and then then the Lamplighter books came into my life and after that happened, about after twenty books, I'm thinking like, whoa, these books need to be an audio drama. Yeah. And so I, I started I, I met with Papa Chuck's group down mm-hmm. in down in Texas yep. and they said, Unless you're a millionaire. Forget this, <laughs> you know. And then we went to um, Qu- uh, Keys for Kids, mm-hmm. Uncle Charlie, mm-hmm. you know, um, Ranger Bill. You know, we started searching out like who can help us do this. Yeah. And everywhere we went, there was like the talent wasn't quite where it was with Odyssey. And I'm thinking like, if I can't do this equal or better than Odyssey, I'm not doing it. Yeah. You know. Mm. And so, so finally, mm. it was like, after 10 years of exhaustive searching and having people try it out, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. this the quality wasn't there. And I, I've literally got probably five audio dramas that we just put, you know, just right. put in the files. Right. And well, you got to do
0: that. That's okay. That's part of the process. And, and mm-hmm. the, But
1: finally I said, okay, if I can't find someone to help me with this, I'm going to try to find the best person in the world. <laughs> and that's when I contacted you.
0: Oh, bless your heart. You know, and so we were... I <laughs> feel so bad that we just weren't able to do it. It, it was it, totally my fault. I just got too way over overburdened way overbooked and... And I, was, I, was, I really wanted to do it. And, and I it just did. You did come back, though. At one happen. point,
1: I thought, like, this was like
0: the 11th hour, 59 second.
1: Do I yeah. do it? Do I do it? And then, yeah. Phil, you won't believe what happened, though. Then, right a year or two later, I get a phone call. Someone wants me to come and speak at Focus on the Family as uh-huh. part of a homeschool co op yeah. thing. Yeah. So, Debbie and I go down there. And as soon as I walk in, it's they resignation of dr dobson oh, that day wow. that day it was like a funeral there wow. people were crying <laughs> nathan hubler turns and looks at me and he goes aren't you the guy that publishes those rare books uh-huh. i said absolutely he goes you yeah. ever consider putting them in audio drama oh that's funny and i said eat <laughs> sleep and drink the idea 24 7 for the last 25 years yeah i said but you got all the talent he goes <laughs> he goes i know some guys that might be unemployed Ah. Uh. And, wow! Yeah, and we met with Fornoff wow. and, and Marshall Younger. Yeah, and Lamplighter Theater was born immediately. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome! Yeah, and then that years awesome. later, we yeah. get you to be a yeah. part of it. Yeah. It's like mm-hmm. a dream come
0: true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, yep. only God, yep. right? Uh, it's true. It's very true. That's only yeah, that's a that's a that's a that's a total God thing, and, and it re- it really is interesting because you mentioned all those other ministries, and I worked probably on all of them. Really, all of them. Oh wow! Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was all... one. There was one point that I was kind of really scared because I thought, "Lord, um, it's like every single children's audio drama in existence Whoa. I've worked on. Wow. I'm the voice of these kids. What I'm the a thing. I, I, what?" And I'm like, "I don't want that." Wow. <laughs> Man, that's, that's scary. Huge, isn't it? Yeah, that's really scary. Okay. Well, speaking really of
1: scary. that, what what is your main philosophy in writing? What where do you, where does it come from?
0: Um... Well, as far as what is concerned, ideas or, how, you know, what do you have
1: like of? a filter that this is this is where you this is your go to. This is what you want in every drama is somehow it's well, it it's interesting. OK,
0: so I I, I, I I teach this as part of the, the course that I teach. And that is uh, I was giving a I was giving a, a, an address to a, a homeschool group. Uh, uh, it's about it was about two years ago too, so I was talking to them about story and about how story works and what happens with story and everything and somebody asked me that question so don't you don't you feel really um, don't you feel like you really need to make sure that you're putting Christian content in everything that you do and I say well here's the thing I I don't worry too much about consciously putting Christian content in my stuff I I am more concerned and focus more on being a good Christian myself.
2: Mm.
0: Okay. So if I'm a if I'm a strong Christian, the content of my work is automatically going to have Christian that's, content that's in it. That's very good. Mm. <laughs> I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about don't worry about about forcing Christian that's, content yeah. into your work. Yeah. Worry about being a good Christian. <laughs> Yeah. Do, be that, have that mantle on mm-hmm. you. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. trembling. Do that. Really do good. that. Wow. And then everything that you mm-hmm. do, when you do that, and you're sincere, and 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 you really invite God to take me and use me, mm-hmm. then you don't worry about right. having c- Christian content in in what your work is, because yes, it's course. automatically going to be there. Yeah. I use the uh, C.S. Lewis's quote, which is, uh, "We don't need more Christian writers. We need more writers who are Christians who write about everything." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that content is automatically going to be in it. Mm -hmm. Okay, so that's if you—if I had a philosophy, that would be the. If we ended this broadcast right now, (laughs) enough would be (laughs) have been said. Uh
1: That—that was very powerful. Thank you for that. Mm -hmm. That's—that's so
0: true, isn't it? Yeah, it—it is. It is, and that's the way your life should be. Your life Mm -hmm. needs to be that way. Your life needs to be filled with with uh, focusing on what God pleasing things. I want Mm -hmm. to feel God's pleasure. I in my it. work, I want to feel God's pleasure in what I do. I want to, mm. I want, I pray every morning. I go on these power walks now. I've, we've been talking about this. I've lost a lot of weight. Don't tell my wife I've lost too much weight. <laughs> but, um, you have lost. She, I, have, weight, I, I have, I have, <laughs> I have. I'm not sick. We, I just have lost a lot. We need of weight. you
1: around. So, so wait a minute. You, you can be a part of, we had, we started a new club. It's called the Caleb Club. Oh, yeah. And it starts at 80.
0: Oh, so okay. we need you.
1: Here at 80 80 All right I'll So from 80, so 80 to 100 to 80. Caleb was as strong as he was When he was 40 When yeah. he was 80 yeah. So yeah. Lou St- <laughs> I, Dr. Lusteret and myself Let's, We're starting this we'll new club see. Okay Called the Caleb Okay Kale- Kale club All right Let's right. well, we'll stick around for the Caleb We club. gotta be healthy Okay We gotta <laughs> take care yeah. of our bodies We do We
0: have to be healthy Okay we're, What were we just talking but about But I was uh, so I, I, I <laughs> Memory loss <laughs> <laughs> um, I go on these power walks And I really In the morning Every morning So I try to walk about 5 miles every morning I was walking 10 miles Every morning But I was kind of Hurting my body When I was doing that you don't want to hurt your body but i really try to go on these power walks and everything and and i realized this is a prime opportunity to pray amen yeah oh it's such a good opportunity to pray Mm -hmm. and i do like i said i moved to arizona a couple of years ago i moved back to arizona from california I was in california Mm -hmm. for 40 years my 40 years in the wilderness <laughs> and i moved back to arizona and i i love arizona it's so beautiful it's mm. just gorgeous and especially in pre-dawn and dawn when the sun's yeah. rising and that's mm. when i get out there and i start walking and i'm walking around my neighborhood i live in a little town called vale and it's mm. kind of out in the desert mm. and i walk and i'm in the mountains in the distance and there are cloud formations and the sun rises over the mountains and it's just Unbelievably gorgeous fruit. I love it. I know a lot of people say I don't like the desert. Oh, no, good, <laughs> stay away because I don't want you moving there. You, I'll keep it for myself. <laughs> but uh, but then I walk on these power walks, and that's that's what I want mm-hmm. to pray. I pray that in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like the hour of prayer, you know. It's like the hour of prayer, and so good to be able to get out and say, I'm going to pray for my family. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pray for the ministries that are I'm involved with and working for. And 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 working with, I'm going to pray that I can feel God's pleasure in my life mm. every single moment. And when I don't, let me feel that, too, so I can get back on mm. track. Mm, that's good. I can get back on track where mm-hmm. I need to be. And that is just amazing stuff. It's mm. really amazing. It's life. It's transforming. Mm. Yeah. It's just transformational.
1: So in Second Peter chapter 1, mm-hmm. I think you're going to like this. I don't think I've ever shared this with you. It says that we're to add, first of all, before it says add to our faith virtue knowledge self-control perseverance godliness brother the kindness and love it says this it says that we can become partners in his divine presence yes so we can partner with god yeah. himself yeah and as a partner with god so before that it talked about he's given us these great and magnificent promises that through these promises we can become partners in his divine nature mm-hmm. then it says this giving all diligence Add to your faith virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. And if you do these things, you'll never be barren nor unfruitful in the full yeah. intimate knowledge of the Lord Jesus Christ. But he, he who lacks these things is blind and can't see afar off. Yeah. And he's forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. So now, here's the word I'm going to share with you and the audience. The word add is the word in Greek, epikorigeo. And it's the word epi, full, all surrounding, mm-hmm. and the word chorageo is the word for choreograph. Oh, that's yeah. nice. And it's the it's the, the combination dance. combination of both words yeah. carries the idea of choreographing some, someone's life at their expense. Yeah. They've paid a price in order to demonstrate to the world God's nature, God's divine nature through mm-hmm. our growth mm-hmm. in knowledge. In virtue, knowledge, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, and love. So if we're living these things out yeah. mm-hmm. and yeah. we're growing in them, yeah. Yeah. the world gets to see us on the stage of life, God's nature acted out, not perfectly. No, but no, and, and I think the same thing's true with what we're trying to do with our writing and oh, our sure. dramas. Sure,
0: sure, sure, sure. Wow, sure. oh, what an opportunity yeah. to yeah. reach yeah. this world. And This epic dance. That's so amazing. Oh, I love it. I love that's it. That's so amazing. Oh, I love that. Where'd yeah. you get that from? Well, you were talking about it. Epi epic, oh, big, epic, I didn't epic think dance, choreographing, choreography, <laughs> oh, choreography epic beautiful. choreography, the epic dance. <laughs> that's our it. lives, <laughs> I isn't it? it? Isn't that I fantastic? It. This it fantastic is. dance that we're all in, this big, huge tapestry, and we all know how to get together and do this stuff. Oh, it's fantastic. Oh, it's great, great it's stuff. Beautiful. Great that's stuff. Amazing. And your life gets so much better when you look at it that way. Mm. When you look at it that way. Phil. I love you. I love you too, man. <laughs> I love you too. Oh. I love coming here. I love teaching the kids. Oh, I need. To I tell them. You know what? It. This is the thing. I tell them just to, just as a last thing here. I tell them, the the thing that I teach and the thing that I want to start is a podcast. I'm trying to start this podcast called Story is Everything mm. because everything is a story. Oh dear. And that's what I try to tell them: the nature of your story. So we talk about. When we talk about stories, you remember this from the Mm -hmm. class, plot, character, dialogue, all these types of Mm -hmm. things. And I tell them now, man, over the past 10 years of teaching this at universities and universities all around the country and everything like that, I have learned that this is what life is. Hmm. Story is life, too. So how's your plot doing? (laughs) <laughs> How's your character these days? Whoa. What dialogue are you using? Whoa! What's your theme? What's your theme in your life? Oh, oh, my goodness. And that's it right there. There's the epic choreography. There's the epic dance. Okay, I don't like it. <laughs>
1: no, I don't like it because I wish I had originated it myself. But now you have it. Take it. <laughs> it's so beautiful, Phil. Phil, it's so... Okay, we're not doing it anymore. This, <laughs> this is enough for people... To listen to over and over and over
0: again. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's it's mind blowing. I think this is my so best podcast ever. Oh. <laughs> Bless your heart. You're Aunt a great Molly, guy, Mark. So You're a great beautiful. guy. Yeah.
0: I love you. Wow. Thanks, Phil. You're welcome.
1: This was, this was life changing.
0: It totally is. I mean, I, it, it brings me to tears every time I think about I, it.
1: I'm in tears right now. It brings
0: me to tears every time I think about mm-hmm. it. It's just so <gasps> unbelievable. Thank you, God, for these revelations. These mm-hmm. are just Amen. amazing things. Amen.
1: Mm-hmm. I wish, folks, you could see Molly's face. <laughs> just it's smiling beatific. from ear to Thanks. ear. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. Wow. And this is the reason we call our broadcast Fastened Like Nails. Mm-hmm. The truths that we just heard today need to be exactly that. Mm -hmm. Fasten like nails so that our character, our plot, our theme, um, the epic dance is demonstrated Mm -hmm. to the world, not perfectly, but continually. Yes. Um, Relentlessly as we continue to learn more about our Savior, learn more about his great grace and forgiveness, Mm -hmm. and continue to walk in a way in which... God lifts up the humble, mm. and um, allows us the amazing opportunity
0: to be a part of His great life, yeah. stage of life. Yeah. Phil, thank you so much. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Thank Molly, you. Thank, thank you for you inviting Molly. me. I love you. I love you guys. I love you being. Love. Love being here. Same here, Phil. That's just it's incredible. Um,
1: one of my all-time favorite broadcasts, and there's no question. But Molly, you've been through Phil's courses, mm-hmm. and. You're a writer. Yeah. So how much has Phil's courses and Phil's influence... helped you to become the writer you are today?
2: Oh, that's an excellent question. I, I think it's hard to determine some of those things because, I don't know, writing is culmination of all the different things in your life. There's your class with biblo- biblical theology. There was Phil's class. There's life experiences. And there's what God's teaching in the Word that morning for devotion. Mm-hmm. So um, I would definitely say that I've been influenced by his teaching. And he, he's a very genuine person. Mm. Um
1: I remember when you talk, when you first took his course. Yeah. And I was a little bit like I wonder what the students are getting, you know, if it's <laughs> really and you were like it's incredible, mm-hmm. it's overwhelming.
2: Yeah. So he does a really good job at speaking right to you as a creative, as a creative person and like being very real about it and being like here's here's the here's what it looks like and this is um steps to get there and here are some of the struggles. And so it was very encouraging to like kind of know oh, okay so this is what that looks like it's not this dreamy like writing is this amazing thing and mm-hmm. uh all of that but you know this is what it looks like and this is the cost of writing and mm. the joy and the incredible fulfillment of it and here's what god says about the writing he says if you uh, I'll, I'll never forget he said if you come across a roadblock or a kind of that writer's block is the term then uh go to the section in job and uh I was like, that's really weird, okay, but it was like in the syllabus, and so sure enough, one day, I was out writing, and I got to a roadblock, and then it was this just beautiful section of, I think it's the part where the Lord spoke out of the whirlwind to Job, and he was like, this is all of the things that God is, and there's creativity, and there's inspiration, and all of this beauty, and I was like, whoa, whoa. So reading that and being inspired with, like, who God is and being like, you know what? <laughs> I'm just this little insignificant—I mm. mean, God knows that we're significant, but I'm just this little person who God wants to use. And so if he wants to do that, like, all he has to do is just open up the crack of the expanse of time and knowledge and space and just, like, give me a little drop of wisdom. <laughs> and so it was like I started praying, and sure enough, you know, the words started flowing, and, and things started, like— happening in the story or whatever but it was really cool to see like i don't know just that that could merge together in the creative process
1: you know i like that idea that you stop you pray you recognize your place in the world and that god <laughs> created you you know to mm-hmm. be significant but i love what it says in first john if you mm-hmm. ask anything in his name mm-hmm. according to his will he will hear you
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so um, i think part of the process in writing and finding the right books to read mm-hmm. is in asking god yeah to help me find them and it always does oh yeah
2: and you were saying earlier that readers are leaders and leaders are readers mm-hmm. and i think that's beautiful because the best things that i've written have been when I've been either taking a class or having a really amazing time of fellowship with the Lord and his word or just taking steps to pursue learning in my own life. And it's like, oh, that random uh, tech instruction manual just <laughs> inspired something in, in the writing today. Or, you know, I just took a leap of faith and talked to that person about my faith when it was really uncomfortable. Mm. And, you know, that touched me in a way that, like, now I have this material, this this source. And so to be constantly learning is a huge part of it.
1: Hmm. so you know just for our listeners so they understand mm-hmm. where this this segment is coming from in this, yeah. in this broadcast so um we ended the we ended mm-hmm. the broadcast and it was a beautiful ending it mm-hmm. was amazing i learned so much from it um but then we left and i I, th- I felt compelled to come back because i think there are people out there like how do mm-hmm. i become a a great writer or mm-hmm. how do i start my writing career and and I, and I think the easy answer is mm. start reading yeah you know read widely but read things that are connected with God's Word. first of all read the Bible mm-hmm. read it th- it is, it is a, it, it's a book of structure of poetry of mm. of narrative it's a book that is written on a level that is beyond human mm. comprehension yet he allows us to understand it it's yeah. it's so filled with truth and beauty and wisdom. You know, so if you really saturate yourself with the Word of God, mm-hmm. that has to be the first and foremost textbook. Yeah. If you're if you have the knowledge of God,
2: mm-hmm.
1: from there, then you understand His promises. Then all of a sudden, mm-hmm. you literally start to grow. Your character starts to change, mm-hmm. and you become wiser. And so now you have the skill. Mm-hmm. You texted me the other day a verse from Psalms, mm-hmm. the pen. Your tongue is the pen of a skillful writer. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful, isn't it? Mm-hmm. God wrote that. Yeah. That our tongue needs to be the pen
2: mm-hmm. of a
1: skillful writer. Yeah. So the words that we speak...
2: Or don't speak.
1: Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, some of the greatest writing, uh, Jesus, you know, some of his greatest preaching was, mm-hmm. were the things that he left out.
2: Knowing, having the discernment to know when to speak and when to be quiet. Mm. Yeah.
1: And what to write... Um, I'm verbose in my writing, and then when Mm -hmm. Debbie edits it, she takes out probably 90% of it sometimes, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, that's exactly what I wanted to say, (laughs) you know. So uh, we just wanted to just come back here after that amazing interview with Phil and just say that if you want to be a great writer, you Mm -hmm. need to read widely, but stay within the parameters that God has set. Words of delight, what you read, needs to be delightful. It needs Mm -hmm. to bring pleasure to your soul it's not dark mm-hmm. it needs to be truthful and it needs to be wise words of delight words of truth and words of wisdom ecclesiastes chapter 12 and if we keep and it says anything more than these mm-hmm. beware if you read anything more than these words that will wear your soul out mm-hmm. and so god's given us some parameters stay in the word of god and then read great books you know like for me you know my character's changed the most through the Word of God and through Lamblader books. And mm-hmm. I'm not just trying to give a sales pitch. <laughs> the books have extraordinarily changed my mm-hmm. my direction, my life, my the way I think, because of the heroes and heroines in these stories I'm like and, and Molly, mm-hmm. I've been going through a two-year trial with um, a building project mm-hmm. with a, you know, with a, a government official. And had I not read the many stories that I've read about situations exactly like what I'm going through, Mm -hmm. I don't think I would be dealing with it the way I'm dealing with it today. Mm -hmm. You know, because just the other day, we had to um, change an audio drama because I didn't like the way that the actor handled Mm -hmm. a situation. He sounded angry. Mm -hmm. And I, because I'm thinking like, that's not how I want to handle a situation when I I have a roadblock or Mm -hmm. someone, you know, tries to take advantage. I want to be able to deal with this stuff the way God would deal Mm -hmm. with it. And so read widely but read within the filters of delight truth and wisdom and ask god to help you find the right books and the right people Mm. and provide the right opportunities for you to write in the way in which helps other people and allows you to express the things that you're learning in a very godly way.
2: Mm-hmm. I was just going to say that, you know, with that filter, sometimes, like, if you're like me and you're growing in discernment and trying to figure out what would be a good book to read, um, something I think that is huge is to consider, like, the character of the people who are writing these books. You know, if you're mm. looking for a story on X, Y, Z, you know, it, I mean, we have Google. We have we have different things that we can have at our fingertips for research. But finding books of integrity, um, not just, like, oh, this is a great book. And it's like Brave New World or 1984. And then reading those books and being like, well, what is the philosophy and the teaching behind this? And then finding out like, oh, that's re- really messed up. Um, that's not a great book, you know, and, and what's going to develop my character? What's going to help me grow? And yeah, sure, we, we have the Lamplighter books, and they're incredible. And there's the Bible, and that's incredible, too. But, um, you know, that's something that has influenced you a lot is the books in your library, and those are the biographies, and those mm-hmm. are the even Bible commentaries or uh, different stories and things written by, like, Michael Card's kind of branched out, and mm-hmm. he's done some biblical theology, some personal life, stuff like that. Um, there are a lot like of... Biographies like
1: Dale Moody. Yeah. George Mueller. Hudson Taylor. Amy mm-hmm. Carmichael. Gladys Hallward. <laughs> Abraham Lincoln. John Huss. Bruchko. Bruchko. And then mm-hmm. um, If I Perish by yeah. Esther on Kim. Mm-hmm. Those are life-changing. You know, that's I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Those... So, folks, Molly and I are talking about something that has changed us. And mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. so biographies are – and these are, these are short biographies. I, I love talking about them. The ones from Moody yeah. Press. Um, who's the other guy from China? Um, Hudson Taylor. Hudson Taylor. And then um, one of my favorites is – Gladys Howard. William Carey is one of oh, my yeah. all-time favorites. Um, so we have these biographies here at Lamplighter, but you can go online and try to mm-hmm. find them. But look at our catalog so it tells you the right kind to get, Mm -hmm. the right biographies to get. Also, a book that would be extremely helpful if you're growing and you want to become a great writer, it's a book written by Gene Edward Veith called Reading Between the Lines. Mm. That's an amazing book. If you want a little bit higher level of learning, especially in the art world and philosophy, I would highly recommend the book uh, Leonardo, Leonardo Saving Leonardo. By Nancy Piercy
2: mm-hmm.
1: Now that's it's a little bit deeper reading, but it is phenomenal. Okay, mm-hmm. and then if you want to get into biblical theology,
2: Warren Gage,
1: yeah,
2: <laughs> Gospel of Genesis. Gospel of
1: Genesis. <laughs> um, one of the things that I think for those that are listening, if you've never read the book, The Disappearance of Childhood, by Postman, that's essential. So if you if you're not writing this stuff down, go get a piece of paper <laughs> and a pencil or a pen. You can rewind. <laughs> yeah. Well, or we'll just share some of the games. So the biographies, D.L. Moody, George Mueller, Hudson Taylor, Amy Carmichael, Gladys Alward, Abraham Lincoln, John Huss, Hudson Taylor, um, Bruchko is amazing, mm-hmm. and If I Perish by Esther Ryan Kim. It, reading Between the Lines, Saving Leonardo, those are essential, essential reading. Um, and then Disappearance of Childhood is essential reading, written by Postman, 1985. And then the book that um, is even better than disappearance of childhood. Is
2: amusing ourselves to amusing death.
1: Amusing ourselves to death, and the word "amuse" means
2: to not think.
1: Yeah, not to think, and that's what people aren't doing today. Mm-hmm. Did you know, Molly? A study done by President Bush in uh, in the eighties, I think it was. Um, this study showed that only five percent of the entire North American continent was reading nonfiction or anything of value.
2: Yeah, I think you mentioned that in a previous podcast. It's wild.
1: Yeah, and so, you know, if you don't, if you're not a reader, then maybe you need to listen to, you know, or Theater dramas mm-hmm. or listen to books on tape. You know, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God.
2: It's slightly ironic because we publish mostly fiction, but... I don't, I don't think my
1: books are fiction. I don't see them as <laughs> fiction. I see what? them more as didactic literature. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, so... Um, Didactic literature has more of an emphasis on the; these books are thematic truths that are being taught um, vicariously um, through a great storyteller. And so, you these books you feel like you're in the story, and they're teaching something. The author is is mostly concerned with teaching something, a truth that transforms, that's mm. eternal. Um, I think just regular fiction is something that you would find under the sun and not eternal. So that's Mm -hmm. why I I, Mm -hmm. I look at them a little differently than that. Okay, so reading between the lines, Neil Postman's books, uh, Disappearance of Childhood, Amusing Ourselves to Death, Essential Reading. And then there's a book called The Disappearance. I don't think I'm going to get this one right. um, Disappearance of Adulthood? I'm not positive about that one. I have it in my library. I have to remember the mm-hmm. look at the title. But we need to in the in the 1500s. If you look at some of the paintings, the face of a child looked like an adult, mm-hmm. and that's happening today again. Children at a young age are starting to experience sinful, immoral um, acts in which is changing the way they look. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're you're seeing the gangs. Children 10, 11, and 12 in a gang is uh, starting to have an adult-like figure. So what happens when a culture starts to, um, children start acting more like adults, adults start acting more like children. Mm. Because of a
2: stunted childhood.
1: Yes. And during that time, um, what happens is they become illiterate. They can read, but they Mm. don't. And eventually they become illiterate. They stop reading altogether, and today I'm actually working with some individuals who can't read. You know, wow. they they grew up in gangs, and and so once the culture starts to shift, and they become am, amused, they amuse themselves to death. They start and Molly, it's so it's everywhere. People are watching videos. I, I went to a hamburger store today to get a hamburger, <laughs> and the two guys that were working there were watching a movie mm. even while they were cooking the hamburger. All I could. Do was talk about the movie they were watching and it was profane and I'm thinking like how sad, you know They could have been doing so many other things working in this little shop, you know And and they were just stuck watching a, a movie during the day you get on an airplane and all they're doing is watching movies mm-hmm. or playing I don't even know what that thing is with the cards uh, Solitaire, you know, it's such a mindless thing. And so, you know Yes, leaders are readers and readers are leaders and it takes time. The mind is a muscle to be exercised and it takes time to do that. Mm-hmm. And so the books that we've mentioned, if people want to start growing in this area, mm-hmm. they are essential reading. And then, you know, if you're if you're 12 and up and you really want a story to chew on, you know, you can, or let's say you don't want to chew on it. You want to just start something simple. Um, Jessica's First Prayer, mm-hmm. um, Rising to the Top, Amazing mm-hmm. Stories, um, Stick to the Raft. So Jessica's First Prayer, Outsold, Alice in Wonderland, 10 to 1, 1880. Um, stick to the Raft, Hedge of Thorns. These are amazing stories. If you want something that's a little mm-hmm. bit more to chew on, I love Ishmael. Ishmael is an amazing story. Mm. And then there's a whole series called Ned Franks and then the Heroes of the Faith series. I know I'm giving everyone a lot to think about, but, you know, call us here at Lampletter. Um, 1-888-the-letter-A-Gospel. That's 888-the-letter-A-Gospel the or eight 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 two four six seven seven three five. 246 7735 call us ask ask our uh, reps here what book they would recommend mm-hmm. you tell them what you want to grow in what character you want to grow in or what character your children need to grow in they will tell you what books mm-hmm. that um, you should be reading or go you know email us at lamplighter.net oh what would it be um, info It'd at lamplighter.net, be mail at Lamplighter. mail at lamplighter.net. Yeah. Um, or you can even go and Email me directly, Mark at I know I probably won't even see it, but but email Molly, Molly at lampeter.net. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Yes. Uh, but I- we would I'll love to, to you. help you and, and to grow in this mm-hmm. area. It's a new year. Let's grow and read mm-hmm. voluminously. Let's read so that mm-hmm. God can change the way we think, which will change the way we act, and will change our relationship with the God of the universe. Mm-hmm. God bless.
0: You've been listening to Fastened Like Nails, a presentation of Lamplighter Ministries. Our mission is to make ready a people prepared for the Lord by building Christ-like character one story at a time. To learn more about our family collection of rare books, dramatic audios, or guild programs, visit lamplighter.net. To hear more podcasts, search for Fastened Like Nails wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a question you would like to submit for the Lamplighter team, Visit lamplighter.net slash podcast and fill out the form. That's lamplighter.net slash podcast.